temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. And we are live. John Dickinson and Matt Steinmetz, our Warriors Weekly podcast, is on the air here on 95.7 The Game via Twitter, uh, as well uh, as my personal Twitter account, Steiny. Pretty remarkable as we just get this thing started. The Warriors back in the NBA Finals for the first time since 2019, and the sixth time in the last eight years, they are right back in that conversation again with the 90s Bulls and the 80s Lakers in terms of just dominance and ability to get back. How, how did we get here from three years ago when the Warriors lost to the Raptors? Pretty, pretty amazing. It is pretty amazing. And I mean, I, for one, did not think they would be able to get back to the NBA finals, um, let alone have a chance to win it. But and that's what I kind of want to talk about. One is just how difficult this is and how unusual it is having the same core essentially that won a title in 15 is now the same core that can win a title seven years later. Um, but kind of a bigger, bigger picture that I have is, is if you look at the core, we had Steph Curry who had his, his worst shooting year of his career and he missed some games at the end of the season. You had Draymond Green, who missed a lot of games. Uh, and he was he was up and down a little bit throughout the course of the season. Some, you know, engaged and not engaged like he has been. Clay misses 50 games. He comes back. He's got some ups and downs. What I'm getting at is it it wasn't like the three of them all had great years. So they all had pretty good years. You know, I don't need to, we don't need to talk about whether it was good, pretty good, average or not. Right. It wasn't stellar. And yet they still got there. That's that's the part where you got to think, well, how did it happen? And that's where you get into them all. And we can get into me. Wiggins is a part of it. Looney's a part of it. Poole's certainly a part of it. Porter's a part of it. Peyton, is, I mean, you know, I said yesterday, I mean, I, to me, you know, Steve Kerr obviously did a real good job. But Bob Myers, you know, it sure felt like last uh, – it sure felt like last summer – people were thinking the Warriors weren't doing enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it turns out Otto Porter was a, was a terrific signing and, um, you know, relying on Jordan Poole to take that next step. They all thought he was gonna, we never saw what Poole was doing behind closed doors, but they did, uh, just a real, it's a, it's a credit to really everybody, the big three and the organization as a whole. Well, and I think that's what makes it all the more impressive, Steiny, is the fact that nobody really knew at the beginning of the year 
what, including the players, I mean, Draymond admitted as much last night, what the ceiling could be for this team. And I think the fact that, that we thought going into it, Hey, if this team's going to get to the NBA finals, Steph's going to have to be as good as he was in the 2021 year. Right. And Clay's going to have to look like the old clay coming back in the middle of the year. And Draymond's going to have to be 2018 or 2019 Draymond. And, and then you're going to have to have Wiggins do some things and maybe pool come along. And the reality is they didn't need that, which I think does make it all the more impressive because those three have been great at times, but not as consistently as I think most people would have believed they would have needed to be. But Wiggins was an all-star. And so right. he he almost leveled up twice. It wasn't just the old Andrew Wiggins to being a good player. He became an all-star. And then he became, to this point, I mean, I don't know. Did we call him a 16-game player? He, he sure as hell is a 12-game player through, right. through, at, at this point with the Warriors getting to the finals. And I think Jordan Poole, you know, David Aldridge, the, the longtime reporter, put out this tweet. I think about a week and a half or two weeks ago about Jordan Poole, I thought he encapsulated it perfectly and that Jordan Poole is, he is the bridge to the two eras. Like his ability to become as good as he has become has helped to carry the older players, but it also helps to provide the bridge to this team still having success now and being able to move toward the Kaminga Moody Wiseman era, maybe down the line, but none of it happens if Poole doesn't become the type of scorer that can make up for a night where Klay Thompson or Steph Curry aren't shooting it well and the Warriors can still win, kind of like what they had in a way with Kevin Durant. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that I, I looked this up yesterday because let's forget last night's game because I looked it up before last night's game. I was like thinking, oh, how's Poole doing? And I was like, yeah, he's been okay in the postseason. Well, then you look at the numbers. J.D., before last night's game, he was averaging 18 and a half on 52% shooting and 40 from three, and obviously over 90 from the line. And he was six of eight last night, so it went like, up. That's that's He has had a hell of a postseason. For his first postseason, this has been a great postseason uh, for Jordan Poole. Uh, for Andrew Wiggins, and, th and this was one of the things that, you know, I, I talked a lot about during the regular season. I was like, you know, they got a lot of players who haven't really had a playoff experience. Poole hasn't. Wiggins has only been there one year. You know, he had only played five games. Well, Wiggins has been really good. So, uh, you know, Otto Porter did have a playoff history, and I think it showed because there's a calmness about him. But, uh, no, I, I think Jordan Poole is, is, the, is the bridge. Um, and now the question, I guess, becomes – I guess the short-term question is, well, what happens next year? And then the long-term question is, well, how good can he be? You know, how good can he be? Um, but he's pretty good right now. Well, in his his best games, he's able to be a carrier. That's the thing for me. Right. like Because he hasn't been great in every game, and there have been some games where, where he struggled. But when he plays well, it's – it's like you said, 18, 22, 27, like the games where he plays well, he's really helping you offensively. And probably the biggest question mark for this team as the season went on was, do they have enough offense if Steph and Clay aren't shooting it well, or even if one of them aren't shooting it well, 
And Poole's been able to offset that. And Wiggins, I think, has been able to offset that. They've almost been able to use Wiggins, Steiny, as, okay, like he's going to get the benefit of taking the ball out of Steph's hands and all of the attention on on Clay. And not that he's going to go out and average 30 a night, but they've done a nice job of making sure he gets his 18 or around there, 16, and doing it in an aggressive, efficient manner, which, again, is another box checked because in the regular season, for as good as he was, he wasn't always able to fit his game in that box right when they needed him to do so. So that's another testament to you got the big three, but then from an offensive standpoint, you've got those next two who have been there often enough to help the Warriors never really be threatened other than maybe the one game six against Memphis in, in any of the three series. Yeah. And you know, it's funny how uh, you look at players a little bit differently when you see them for a year or two in a row. And, you know, to me, Wiggins, when he got here was, didn't ever feel like he made two straight shots. You know what I mean? He, he, or he he got that 20 footer and it either went in or it didn't. And there, but now it feels like, you know, I'm not saying Steph, Clay, and Poole can't get their own shot because they can get their own shot if they have to. But they got to do a lot of work. You know, Steph Curry's got to make a move, and Poole's got to make a move and step back and all that. And now Wiggins is a player who you, you can, you know, you're running late in the shot clock and it's four or five seconds, and he's squaring you up from 20 feet. I mean, he he can get his shot off effortlessly. You know what I mean? He just he'll either take that little 20 foot fade away or or he'll he'll try to get to the basket, but he's become a nice outlet for him. And and against Dallas, clearly Steve Kerr said to him, Hey, look, you find yourself guarded by Luca, you know, on 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 weak side when, when he doesn't when he doesn't have a lot of help, you gotta go. Like that's part we have to have you go and attack him. And he did. And you know, it's it, I know, I know Wiggins has been maligned for a lot of his career, but you can tell, you know, he's been in the league long enough to know Luka Doncic can't stop me. Right. And it almost gives, it gives Wiggins a confidence that he normally doesn't play with. And I think, you know, everybody's always saying, I wish Andrew Wiggins could be more aggressive. Well, first of all, you don't wish that 99% of the time, or that's not, that doesn't work all the time, but against Dallas, when they wanted to use that matchup, they got a problem because Wiggins knows that he can go to work on Doncic. No, he's, he absolutely did in this series, and, and the Warriors needed it. I thought there was a case to be made, Steiny, for, for him to be the, the Western Conference Finals MVP. It wound up going to Steph Curry. I thought Curry more than deserving. Uh, what was your take on all of that? I know I, I took a little bit of flack when I was on with Willard and Dibbs. I think this was after game three, so it would have been Monday, and they asked me, hey, and, and I hate doing it before the series is over because, right. to be honest, I hadn't really paid that close attention to everybody's numbers. Uh, I, I, I'm not one of those that keeps a running – total of all right who's the mvp after one game who's the mvp right. after three games like let me see the whole series i think steph's deserved the mvp if you looked at the collective of the, of the series case to be made for for wiggins where where did you fall in that and i know the voting wound up nine nothing unanimously in favor of of steph you know you can never go wrong uh 
you know, saying Steph's the MVP of this team, as long as his numbers are what you think they're, I don't know, what he averaged, 25? If he, he averaged 20, more. I think it was 23 even, or 24. Okay, yeah. 23. He's probably still their leading scorer, I got to believe. But, you know, he's, he's one of those players that, you know, without him, Wiggins probably doesn't have the series that he has. So More than probably. Yeah, so, <laughs> I, I mean, Curry makes it all go. So I, I don't have a problem with ever like, and this is what I was say, thinking about before. If the Warriors win the NBA Finals, I, I can't imagine a scenario where he doesn't win the MVP. You know what I mean? Like, he, he, he'll have to win the MVP because Unless it's Clay he, makes like 33s or something. Yeah, but, but even there, <laughs> 43s. Yeah, I, I, but that, but that's probably not going to happen. You know, if, if like we, Clay will have a couple good games and a couple bad games. Wiggins, if he's Wiggins, will be right there. But in order to beat Boston, Curry's going to have to be pretty good. And if he's pretty good, then he's going to be the MVP. Yeah, and and I think clearly there's a narrative now in play. I think to get him the MVP, like that that when you start looking around, I know I don't know if you buy into that or not, or how much, or or does it matter? You know, I I may be over stated that back in 2018 I think we had a conversation during game four as the Warriors were about to sweep the Cavs and and statistically when you really looked at the numbers it was wow Kevin Durant is going to win and probably should win the MVP Steph had a nice series but I remember saying to you that night as I was sitting there in the arena in Cleveland saying I wonder if the voters try to get Steph the MVP and I think it wound up maybe 7-4, 8-3 in favor of Durant, and it was probably the right call. Do you think that kind of narrative is in play? In essence, anything close goes to Steph should the Warriors win that series. Yes, and I think it should, if it's close, go to Steph because we all know that there are so many things he does that are immeasurable and intangible. So, again, I when I try to envision a scenario where the Warriors win it all, but he doesn't get it, it's really hard to imagine because he's going to average 25 probably. So unless some, you know, unless you're right, unless clay has four games of, you know, 30 plus and 60% from the field, but yes, I mean, and you know what, this is where I do think, uh, you know, a narrative probably comes into it. If it's close, I would give it to Steph Curry. I just would because he's the best player on that team and he's been the best player for this franchise for 10 years and they don't win it without him. And even if it's close, I'm giving it to Steph. John Dickinson. And yes, partly because he hasn't won it before. Yeah. And, but look, everything is part of everything is a part of everything, right? right? Like every every narrative, history, whatever, the road to this point, it's all a factor that's that's just reality. It's JD and Steiny, our Warriors Weekly podcast. We're rolling on here for 95.7 The Game on the 95.7 The Game Twitter live. We'll get this in podcast form and get it tweeted out as we get uh, on into the late morning and early afternoon. There was some breaking news, Steiny, and I, I do want to get back into the Warriors road to the top of the mountain again from 2019 and some of the, the decisions that were made and, and even a little hat tip from Kevin Durant in playing a, a role in this thing. Uh, 
possible matchups a little bit. I know we're going to do another pod once we know Boston or Miami after they finish up their series tonight and potentially Sunday if the Heat can win. But the breaking news right before we started from Shams uh, of The Athletic, uh, he said Gary Payton is expected to return not only in the final, Steiny, Gary Payton the second, but as soon as game one. So wow. I know that had been something where it you kind of didn't know. I think they thought at some point in the series maybe he could return, maybe by game three or so, but it's trending toward Gary Payton the second being out there next Thursday when the Warriors tip it at Chase. Wow. Um, you know, I, I guess defensively he'll he'll probably be okay, but the shooting is what you know because it was his left shoulder. Yeah, right. That's a shooting shoulder, and teams were leaving him open anyway. So that is something that we're going to have to keep an eye on. Right, and he he was making enough of them over the he well, made enough of them over the course of enough. the season, no doubt. So you know now you start thinking, huh? If Draymond's on the floor with Gary Payton the second, I mean, those are two guys you're not going to guard essentially. It is, and and regardless of who they play, and it looks like Boston right now, I, I'm not going to shortchange Miami and their ability to, to win a game in Boston, and then maybe we'll see what happens in a game seven. But the one thing both of those teams have is physicality and hard-nosed defense, and both to a certain extent, I think Boston much more so, has the multiple defenders and the two-way players that can, that can slow the Warriors down. What I'm getting at is it relates specifically to Peyton and even Iguodala, if he winds up coming back, the Warriors may need to win this finals regardless of opponent by getting down and getting ugly and doing the dirty work and winning some defensive-minded games because the offense may not be there at the level where the Warriors are used to it. Think the Memphis series only maybe ramped up even another level, especially if it's Boston, who we've seen give the Warriors fits. Peyton and Iguodala coming back, enhance the Warriors' ability, in my mind, to win a game that might... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It have to be played in the 90s. Yeah, it's yeah, I, I don't doubt that. And I mean, you look at some of their personnel other than Poole, Clay, and Steph, and 
really it's a it's a defensive minded group after that. It's Looney, it's Draymond, it's Peyton, it's Iguodala. Wiggins is now a two way player officially. Um, so yeah, I mean, and you know, Otto Porter. It's funny now you look at this team and you say, "Huh, they can be a pretty good defensive team." And here's where you see their depth at 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 wing, at the wing position, if they yeah. can get everybody healthy. And everybody talked about a big man, big man, big man, big man. And I think the Warriors were always thinking we were going to get as many wing defenders as possible. And so and not having a big man has not hurt the Warriors well, so far in the postseason. And I'm going to jump in right there and and because I do think it's a good way to give another one of the others a nod. Who says the Warriors don't have a capable big man? I mean, Kevon Looney played right. like as capable a big man as anybody possibly could. And I think that's another thing the Warriors knew for all of the the, the consternation from the Warrior fan base, don't have a big, got to get a big, didn't get a big, not having a big is going to hurt this team, be the reason they don't make the finals, don't win a championship, whatever. It's just been patently false, and the reason is because Kevon Looney has played huge, and he's even scored at, at a level capable of, at at a minimum, the an average big man, and for different games in some of these series at the at the level of an all-star but I mean he's, he's got 22 and 10 in a freaking closeout game a couple of weeks ago yeah uh, the one thing I did notice JD is I, I thought he was less effective against Memphis than Dallas just because they have more athletes up front and it's just so funny because you know I'm thinking about Looney all season long and he's he's kind of inconsistent when it when we terms of finishing down low you know he'll, he'll miss a chippy but he'll tip it back in or you know he'll he's not the most athletic guy so sometimes he gets swallowed up a little bit Dallas didn't have any he, he knew that nobody on Dallas could stop him with their athleticism now that's to me going to be a big part of the Celtics series if it's the Celtics and Robin uh, Robert Williams plays for example now he's pretty you know, can he can he turn Kevon Looney into you know a, a guy who is ordinary? That's what we're going to find out because you know we all know Looney does better against non-athletic players on defense than athletic players. I mean, I guess that goes for just about everybody in the NBA. But there was a there was a confidence level against Dallas that I saw in Looney that if he can if he can you know, translate that into the finals, well, then the Warriors are going to be in good shape. I've got Kevon Looney unofficially here adding it up at, at 24 of 32 in the series against Dallas. So that's uh, – so, that. so he averaged 75%, about 50, 75% shooting. What do you average, about 15 a game? Yeah, he had, he had 21, 10, 10, so, and, then, and then 3 and 9. So, okay. yeah, so 21 and 10, 31, 41, 50. So you had 53. So, yeah, yeah, it's a little over like 11 or so. So, and I, and I talked about this the other day, you know, and, and this was what I was thinking for what game was it game three? Looney had 22. Yeah. So he was, you know, he was basically 11 and 11 in the series. Right. And so, you know, I, I, I just remember back to when Michael Malone, the Denver coach, 
you know, employed hack a loony. Um, and it kind of worked. I want to say he was two for four from the line. We miss it back in and there. It's hard to describe how important Looney is to the team, but I wonder if he's a real big factor. You don't you don't think about doing that. I don't know anything about Ime Udoka in terms of whether he might or might not do something like that, but I certain it certainly crossed my mind at times against Dallas. No, I think that's a good point, and and I, I think there were a couple areas where just that series specifically, Dallas couldn't guard the Warriors consistently enough. I think they believed that Kevon Looney couldn't hurt him in the series at the level that he did, and they were wrong. I think they believed Wiggins couldn't hurt him in the series at the level that he did, and and they were wrong right. about that. And then they just, I mean, it was just make or miss. Like, if, if we make threes, we're going to be in it and have a shot, maybe win. If we don't make threes, we're probably not going to have a shot. And and you saw it almost in in, in individual games, it would flip. Like they, they didn't make threes early last night. They got down big. Then they got really hot and wound up making 17 and it wound up being semi-close down the stretch right. uh, before the Warriors able to, to win it by 10. A couple other things I wanted to get to here, Steiny, in the final, final 10 minutes or so uh, just, and, and we'll see. So we mentioned the news about Gary Payton, the second we'll see about Iguodala. I know there was a report about Iguodala targeting the finals, which I kind of chuckled to myself and thought, well, of course he is, right? Big stage. Right. Like, of course he's coming back to be – of course he's going to play in the final. There's a part of me that thought, oh, of course he's going to play in the finals because that's that's when everybody will be talking about his impact and, right. and ability to help this team again. Seven finals in eight years for Iguodala, by the way. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Um with with uh with Miami and Porter uh, as well. It sounds like he's in line to where he's going to have a shot maybe for game one. Although now they're a little less. It, it sounds like he's day to day, but there is some concern still with the foot. Yeah, and that's and and I think most important if you're if you're a Celtics fan, if you can get tonight and stay intact, then I think we're looking at both teams being as healthy as possible. Uh, for the game six days away, and that's kind of all all we could ask for. Um, but you know the thing with Iguodala, I wonder, I wonder how much he can give him because I, I was watching him shoot around. It looks like he's being very careful not to jar the neck. I agree with you. And you can't if if, if it's an issue, he's not going to be able to play. I I almost wonder if. He may just have one cameo in him for five minutes, you know, almost like a Willis Reed, just to, and then, and then, in, I, honestly, then he retires at the end of this year, um, because I, I thought he looked very deliberate even when he was shooting the ball, like making sure to keep his head still and stuff. It might have been my imagination, but uh, with a neck injury. Uh, I don't know what you can expect. Well, yeah, and if he can play, I think to your point, if he can play, then then for how long can he play? And and that that becomes a question. And and he hasn't been able to play really extended extended stretches. Let, let's spend the final couple of minutes here, just kind of going back through how they got here. And I know we talked about Wiggins' emergence and Pool, and I think you know Steve Kerr said it earlier this week that that the Wiggins trade is really what put a lot of this in motion. I think this year for the Warriors they were trying to figure out when they didn't go out and make a big move from the outside 
All right, how close are we? I think was the statement that they were making internally. Let's use this year to figure out exactly some, some better veterans, some young players that are going to get varying degrees of run. But how close are we to to being a championship contender? Well, they're finding out they're they're very close and and maybe right. go on here in the next couple of weeks to to win the championship. But Steve Kerr said it all goes back to Wiggins. Uh, Wiggins goes back to D'Angelo Russell. And D'Angelo Russell goes back to Kevin Durant, who out the door allowed for a sign and trade, which brought the Warriors. No D'Angelo Russell. The Warriors don't get Andrew Wiggins and they don't get Jonathan Kaminga. Three years later, that's a pretty big favor Kevin Durant did uh, for somebody that may be. you know, looking at the Warriors like, damn, I didn't right. think they had that in them. Right. No, no, you're right. And and I think, you know, I remember saying this last summer because, you know, Bradley Beal's name was mentioned and and then Ben Simmons name came up. And I actually thought, uh, you know, Ben Simmons was worth sniffing around uh, with, um, you know, I remember talking about, well, I, you know, I, I don't need to trade Draymond. I'll I'll see if Ben Simmons and Draymond. Can. My point is, is that the the reality of the situation was. I remember saying, "Well, what if the Warriors just they come back how they are to see where they are?" And and you know, let's say in theory, maybe Memphis would have maybe Memphis beats them in six right. in the second round. Okay, well, how do we win another round or two after what we have now? So I, I almost think now you have to be like, okay, we're in the finals, but are we good enough to come back and just make the finals again? You know what I mean? Like now, now they could theoretically be justified in not doing anything. Yeah. Let's say well, they especially win if it. they win it. Especially if they win it. And yet they might need to get better next by, by next year to win it again. But because they've already, you know, they got this one in their back pocket that's kind of, you know, unexpected, then it, it buys them a little more time, you know. No, it, it does. And 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 what, so where are you on the whole, you know, is this the best chance? I know I've kind of said it throughout the year. I feel like this could be. But then you look at kind of how we started this podcast with, you know, Steph didn't have the, the year that he had last year. And Clay clearly isn't all the way back. You see it in flashes. And Draymond was pretty damn good, I think, when he played, but he was only able to play, what, 50 games out of the out of the 80, and they've still been able to, to get to this level. So in a way, I think that bodes well for maybe having another shot in the future or, or, or at least next year. But where, where do you come down on the, boy, this, this could be the last best chance? I mean... I think it's their last best chance, but I didn't think they would get this far this time. The the one thing that's always struck me with some players in the NBA, some players get old in a hurry. Um, And I'm not saying it's going to happen, but what what if Steph Curry takes another step down? I'm not saying it's going to happen, but things have like I, I was just telling you, it's like, man, these guys are going to get to training camp in October, the big three, and be like, oh my god, how are we going to, you know, how do we manage this? And we as wanna- I said, they're going to Japan too in exactly. the preseason, which is only going to only going to change the first couple months of the year even more. I think exactly, and I and I think too that 
I, I think I think next year more than any other year, they're really gonna save themselves, at least those three guys. Um, I think it worked out this year kind of by accident. You know, Clay got hurt. Clay was out for the first half of the year, he was here for the second half of the year. Draymond got hurt, you know, a third of the way into the season, but he came back the last third. And Curry got hurt at the end. So maybe he got a good month and a half before the playoffs. So they were full once the playoffs came. I think they were kind of lucky that it happened that way. But I think next year they're going to plan it to try to be that way. Well, and I think the other part of it is the fact that the Warriors top six and they have had injury issues with seven, eight, nine and ten, I think, at, at, at different points. But the top six with you know Steph Clay, Draymond, Wiggins, Poole, and and I'll even put Looney in there. Those guys have all been completely healthy in the playoffs. And right. other than maybe getting banged up a little bit here and there, but nobody's been unplayable among the top 6 and and you look at Miami and Boston and 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 some of these other teams that that lost, you know, John Morant goes out and look, there's no excuse or right. or caveat to what the Warriors have done. I'm just saying the Warriors have had Warrior fans may say, well, we haven't had this guy. We haven't had that guy. You've had the right six. No, the doubt. Warriors have had injuries, but if you could pick the, if you could, if it was almost like a injury expansion draft and you could protect six, right? The six that you'd protect are the yeah. six that have been protected to this point via injury. No, no doubt about it. And I, I don't know if I don't want to really get into it, but you know, after a year like this, now all of a sudden I look at it and I'm like, well, Looney's a free agent. Hmm. Do you want, you know, what if somebody keep everybody, comes, you know, me keep everybody. Well, that's, you know, try that's to. fine. That's fine. And, you know, so you, so you're for re, you know, extended pool, resign Looney, resign, uh, Gary Payton, the second Porter, maybe, maybe not at some point, at some point, JD, you know, and then, I mean, what do you do with Wiggins? Yeah. Yeah. Almost have to let him play out a year and right. see. Because right. you have all these other names that you just mentioned that you have to deal with first. Exactly. And then like, you know, then maybe, maybe you, to me, like maybe you don't pick, give Wiggins 33, but he, like he's valuable now. And he's not due a pay cut after he's an all-star for the first time. Like you can say, I mean, maybe a, maybe a little one, but it's not, it's not like Wiggins is going down from 33 to 15. Right. Right. He might I be mean, going from 33 to 24, 25. Well, that's what, that's what I was thinking. I mean, like if you're the Warriors, do you try to extend him this summer for like three for 75 or something? I, it's not that crazy when you look it, at how impactful he's been. It's not that crazy. And yet, Holy hell! Like that's part of a tax bill down the line that and you kind of weren't count. Yeah, you kind of weren't counting on. Like I think, you know, I I think Joe Laker probably thought, all right, I'm probably done with the big contracts. You know, Pool will figure out. Well, first of all, Pool wasn't going to be a big contract a year ago, right? Like now he even might be as a recent million dollar player, exactly. So okay, you pay him, and you, then you look at Curry and Draymond coming off. But now you got Wiggins. Like, you can't – something's going to give at some point. I don't know when. And you can keep kicking the can down the road as long as you're winning championships. But, you know, at some point, like, 
they're going to have to say to Draymond Green, we can only give you nine million a year, you know, or ten million. Well, maybe, and and maybe there comes a point where the big three are willing to take a little bit less. I don't yeah. think we're quite to that point yet. No, but maybe in two years, exactly, we are at that point. I mean, two years is a long time. Just look right. at where the Warriors were two years ago. Right now, the worst record in the NBA. Uh, with nobody playing because of the pandemic, and now they're they're right back there in the NBA Finals. So let let's end it on that note. Great stuff, Stein. You know you got a show to get ready for, Sir. With Guru. Uh, we'll see who they're playing. Uh, whether it's Boston or Miami, we got another podcast for you. We'll do it around the same time on Tuesday once we know uh, the Warriors' opponent. So have a great weekend, everybody. For Steiny, I'm JD. Ninety-five uh, seven. The game. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone news in order to secure convictions in a court of law it is essential that we conclusively sports that clock at four Doncic, the step back three you bet. music you set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts whatever you love hear it right here on TuneIn. go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com.